Welcome to the Musician's Venture Podcast. This is a podcast focused on lessons learned from musicians' backstories, as well as from building successful careers in the music business. My name is Nick O'Brien, and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events that Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. On occasion, I'll be joined by Allison M., the founder of Wisconsin Music Ventures, as she and I will dive into topics relevant to the music industry. So let's get down to business. On today's episode, I have here, uh, we are actually live in the home of Stas Fenglowski in Brookfield, Wisconsin. Oh no, I told everyone where you live. Are they going to come and find you? I don't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't get numbers from yeah. my house. <laughs> and Stas is a very in, um, internationally re- renowned accordionist, uh, composer, musician. What else do you do, Stas? Uh, I eat good food. <laughs> <laughs> food eater. <laughs> food eater. <laughs> yeah, well, I or composer. I write my own compositions, and so basically, what you say. That's yeah, yeah. But you do it on a very high level. I have for a long time, right? Yeah, um, that's been all my life. I've been doing it. You know, yeah. I started when I was five years old, and since. And then I still play accordion, you know. I went to music school in Russia. Then I went to college. I went to conservatory. Actually, it's called Academy of Music, Gnesin, very prestigious uh, university in Russia where I got my master's degree. Then I came here, and I start be like freelance musician and uh, use all my knowledge, what I've learned <laughs> for all my years, and yeah, compose, like play new music. And, yeah. Uh, expand my repertoire tremendously since I moved here. So Right, and um, that's a very short version, I think, of what happened. Well, it, sure. it probably need more time. Yeah, yeah, and that's okay. But uh, And you went to school in Russia, but you're not technically from Russia, I know. I, I grew up in Moldova. Yes. used to be Moldavia, part of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And in 1991, Soviet Union collapsed. Okay. broke apart and each country of 15 republic in Russia become independent okay. countries okay with republics or countries like Ukraine Belarus right. Russia Kazakhstan and North uh, countries so in Moldova was part of that right it's right. A very small country it reminds me of Wisconsin yeah really it's kind of green lots of green uh, yeah. stuff and and so by size it's probably the same. Okay, interesting. Uh, so, so that's why I grew up. And then I got, I went to college there. I got my bachelor's degree. And then after that, I was accepted in Moscow. I had to move to Moscow sure. in 1987. Okay. And I studied for five years and got my master's degree. And I studied under very prestigious professor in Moscow, Friedrich Lips, who is now world-renowned accordionist. Yeah. And he still plays. Really? He teaches in Moscow. And I was very privileged to be accepted and, and be yeah. one of his students. It was like a dream. Yeah. A dream since I was a little in school. How hard did you have to work to be oh, accepted? You know, I tell you one thing. When, we went, when I went to, for tests in Moscow, and they had 88 contestants. And only eight positions was open. Wow. And I was accepted. And wow. I studied with him, and it was just dream. Yeah. Came true. And, and your accordion is called a bayan. Bayan, yeah. How is that different from what we know in Wisconsin as our it's traditional? Basically, most of the time I say accordion when people yeah. ask me, you know, that then if people are more interested, they mm-hmm. say, I explain what buttons are. Mm-hmm. It's called bayan, B-A-Y-A-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no piano keys. Simpl- mm-hmm. Simpler explanation will be there's no piano keys, it's only buttons on the right side, both sides. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has more range than regular accordion. It's, mm-hmm. The bayan's range is like full-size grand piano. Mm-hmm. Wow. It is exactly the same amount note, note of notes I right. Bayern has. And so it has some advantages. 
It looks different. Some people prefer a look of piano accordion traditional because when you appear with buttons, they say, oh, what is that? You know, mm-hmm. They start questioning you, like, you know. Right, right. <laughs> so, but uh, in Europe, in Russia, probably more people play bayan and buttons, button accordions than piano accordion in this country. Not right. as many. Right, right. Um, but, but as you just said, the, the bayan you can do more with. Um... It, more with in terms of uh, technical little sure. things, you know, the no, notes are closer to each other. Like, for example, chromatic scale. Uh, On Bayern, it's very easy to play. If you basically go from row to row, it's like lined up so mm-hmm. smooth and well. On piano, it's, you have to cross fingers, you know. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that, and then chords, you can play kind of more notes in one chord and kind of more small technique. It mm-hmm. works very well in Bayern, you know. Small technique, right. I say, when they're like little passages like close to each other, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you went to study with Friedrich, was, that was his first name? Yeah. Friedrich Lips. Lips, yes. Um, was everyone there also studying Bayern? Uh, most of, of them. Okay. Uh, we had probably on on eight accordion or Bayernist Bayern mm-hmm. accordions. We have two, the most of three are piano accordions. Okay. Got it. That's what be like versus, let's say, 10 to 3. Okay, you know? got it. Interesting. So then, did you, were you going there for performance strictly? Uh, no, when you, it's like you go for, for program, for master's degree. There's yeah. lots of classes. Okay. We had everything. Like, also, I took conduct, conduct, okay. conducting class, and I got my degree on conducting. Then mm-hmm. all theory classes, mm-hmm. literature, mm-hmm. compositions, every, everything. Wow. It was, you know, the education in Russia is one of the best system uh, you would Very wish. thorough. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just amazing and sponsored by government. You know, mm. you don't really pay. Wow. They start charge uh, talents uh, after Soviet Union broke apart. Mm. But before that, it was totally free and uh, mm. amazing uh, level of pedagogic, pedagogic yeah. pedagogues. And uh, you know, that's what uh, I, we didn't even think about it. You know, right. you love that and you have to be accepted. Uh, obviously, you have to have a talent because yeah. its level is so high in Russia, yeah. big Russia. People come to, for this edition from all over the country. You know? Right, right. Wow, I didn't even think about that. So, but after the Soviet Union uh, broke apart, then that stopped happening. Well, no, it didn't stop. It still flows very well. Okay. But with lots of uh, kind of difficulties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, now you can choose. If you don't, they don't get accepted. You can still go there and pay money and okay. study. Got it. No, in some way, it's good for people who really wants to study. Yeah. You know, if they not like. At, at that level, sure. you, you still have opportunity to go and sure. study. But it's kind of like it is here. But it more like it becomes like here. Yeah. More, you know, like everything, money, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, donations and sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. And, but still, I mean, it, it, it's a little problem there with schools, you know, when teachers don't get enough pay like they used mm-hmm. to. They didn't think about it. Now, besides, your, you use your quality as a teacher mm-hmm. to teach students, mm-hmm. you have to think about how to survive. Right, And it's right. been since uh, 1992. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what did you do after you graduated from that conservatory? Uh, academy, yeah. I'm okay. oh, sorry, academy, yes. Moved here. So how did you, and you moved, moved, moved to Wisconsin? Right to Milwaukee, yeah. Right to Milwaukee. Next, next door. <laughs> really? <laughs> We're in Brookville now. You know? Yeah, yeah. So how did you end up in Milwaukee? So uh, I was dating girl. Yes. So then we got it's married. Always how things start, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got married. Yeah. And my wife. She's also from uh, Russia or from, from Russia. Moldova? No, and Russia. she okay. uh, she played in string quartet. Mm-hmm. They won competition, mm-hmm. world competition, and they got scholarship uh, mm-hmm. for studying here at UWM. Okay. They all came, and right after I graduated academy, I also moved here two months later, and that's where I started my career. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's 1992, November. 
Yeah. So and of course, no language, <laughs> no friends, <laughs> no connections. But except Rosa, yeah. Yeah. Well, she we were students for a while. Yeah. She was a student, and but then it it's. I don't think it took me a lot of uh, time, you know, mm -hmm. to make some connections because I start play there and there a little bit, and it's kind of it's mm -hmm. came so quickly so people start recognize what I do mm -hmm. and encourage me and help and mm -hmm. uh, so it was kind of very interesting yeah people here you know I realized since first day I came so open and hard they to all immigrants you know and yeah try to help any way they can and I met so many incredible people in yeah. my life since you know Right away. So you were a student in Milwaukee? No, I wasn't a student. Oh, I just came here it. as a spouse. Got it. And then I start try to find work, but you cannot work, you know, because my visa was not without permission. It took me a few years to get mm. work permit. So what yeah. did you do during that time? Just uh, try to play accordion at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you teach lessons during that time? No. No, no you couldn't no, do anything. No. It was kind of quiet time for me. For, yeah. And then little when I got work permit and I start uh, playing around town. And then plus I knew some connections with in Kansas City. Okay. That orchestra accordion they have there, they had. Mm -hmm. What point did you start learning English? Right away. Yeah. How did But, you learn English? Uh, I realized that without language, yeah. <laughs> nothing you can do. Did you take less, well, like English lessons or something? Uh, they they had like uh, free courses in uh, UWM or somewhere mm -hmm. library. I, sure. I did stay, but I went to the library and I got these mm -hmm. tapes. And they used they have to tapes and yeah. books, and I studied like ten words a day. Mm -hmm flashcards mm -hmm. and I really and this is brilliant opportunity to be here you go into the store and you just start talking to people you know? yeah yeah <laughs> you know when when you don't have this opportunity and plus at that time they didn't have much internet this course right yeah so now I kind of picked up quick good yeah. yeah what was some of the first thing that you what was one of the first things you learned do you remember cucumber really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a fun word to say oh, yeah. <laughs> no well Learn, yeah, everything is, yeah, it's like language, like music, you, yeah. Learn, you know, yeah. step by step. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, once you did start performing, uh, I mean, you, you, did you start performing internationally right away, or was it mostly in Kansas City, Milwaukee? Uh, what, what led you to... Yeah, no, no, my first trip to... Russia was, let me see, it was 92. I went first time in 1996. Back to Russia? Yeah, yeah. four years later. Okay. And uh, here, no, just play local mm -hmm. museums. You know, they used to have many places like Villa, uh, Villa Terra. They had oh, uh, yeah. this summer concerts mm -hmm. and they had me like every summer. Mm -hmm. And uh, festival in Lake Park. Mm -hmm. uh, also, they... They had me there almost every year, and then Kansas City. Then they have accordion organizations here when they mm -hmm. have uh, yearly festivals, mm -hmm. and I become part of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I become uh, was like a board of director of some of these organizations, big festivals, mm -hmm. and I go uh, perform there. It, it's hard now right away to tell where it was all over. You know? Yeah. You take little opportunity, whatever. Yeah, when one person books you for an event, and then that person tells another person. Yeah, it was uh, over the years. I kind of had big gigs. I have small gigs, but all gigs are good. Yes, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, but you're you're really considered one of the best. I mean, you're very modest, right? But you are considered one of the best internationally right now, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's so <laughs> many good ones. You know, you know sure, sometimes but... I'm really kind of critical of saying one yeah. of the best. And this, uh, I don't know. There's so so much going on now, good in the world. Yeah. So many great musicians, you know. There are, there are. Yeah, but in the United States, I, when I came here, there's uh, 
not at that kind of uh, things what I do here, like classically yeah. trained accordion players. Yeah. There's some very good one, but with my education, I kind of uh, find that uh, there's place for me in the United mm -hmm. States and. Yeah, because yeah. you, I mean, in Milwaukee, it, in Wisconsin in general, it's not hard to find accordion players, even now, really. Um, but for, for a long time, I mean, I can think of my family, I, I definitely had accordion players there. Um, very common in German, Polish heritage to learn accordion. Um, but that was more very basic um, polka kind of accordions. And you get asked to play polka all the time, I know. <laughs> and you just have to laugh, right? And because I mean, well, it, I love polka. You know? <laughs> I play lots of polka now, too. Right, right. Well, you're right. In here, when I was uh, studying in uh, trained strictly as a classical musician, uh -huh. lots of classical Mozart, Bach were played at all. When I came here, I started playing it. And people do appreciate it, you know, but then I sense in like here two goes by, you know, that you need to expand yourself, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, besides playing what I do. And over the years, I learned Irish, yeah. French, polka, tango, uh, name it. Now right. I, I, my repertoire is so, so large, you've done you know. Everything and anything. You've done even like rock music and things, right? Uh, even that too. <laughs> I remember one time somewhere in Illinois, some festival, summer fest, I played a concert mm -hmm. uh, and I played lots of classical, mm -hmm. very powerful pieces. And I saw one gentleman was sitting and he, I could sense it, you know, sometimes you can see it's not his thing, you know? Yeah. Audience. And I played, 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 and then at some point I played polka. Uh -huh. He was just happiest man on the <laughs> He even turned around and was just... Aww. Then I realized what's happening, you know. Ah, it's not some people like just polka. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, that would be my family too. <laughs> no, now but, I, yeah. I have I have Jonathan Pranievsky we played for. Yes, you invited us. Yeah. He's an incredible clarinet player and we just put together polka yeah. gig. Wow, and that's... I really people, enjoyed. it. Yeah. We people played at Polish like Fest too. last summer. Yes. More, most likely we're going to go back... Yeah. Uh, for next June. Yes, if you can do a good polka around here, people still love that. <laughs> yeah. But but I guess the point is that you do so much more than polka. Like there's so much that the accordion can do, and you especially Definitely. can do it. Yeah, yeah. You did one of our events was with Renee um, on classical guitar. Mm -hmm. um, what was that, that you played again? Do you remember? You we arranged played, it too. We played some of Astor Pizzolas. Yeah. Uh, tangos. Yeah. We played, I think, uh, yeah, four of his. Uh, yeah, classical guitar and, and accordion. Ava Maria. We played, yeah. He joined me for that program. It was very terrific. Right. I think one of pieces on YouTube now. Okay. That was Rene Esquierdo. Yeah. yeah. Also uh, from UW Milwaukee faculty, I believe. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He's world renowned. Yeah. 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 Uh, and is Rosa still on faculty at UW? Mark? No, no, no. She's in Appleton. Appleton. Oh, that's right. That's right. At Lawrence? Lawrence. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Um, so, like, right now, and well, I'll get to your upcoming gig towards the end, but, like, what has your last year been like, for example? Like, what, what types of events do you do currently? <clears throat> well, right before the COVID, uh, I had uh, scheduled to play, perform with Nuremberg Symphony in Germany. Mm -hmm. I uh, also was supposed to go to, in May, to Japan. Mm -hmm. So there's very big gigs there, you know, yeah. and, and it's canceled, has been canceled. Mm -hmm. And uh, they moved it, fortunately, okay. uh, Nuremberg. Rescheduled yeah. for last April, I went to Germany. I performed with Nuremberg Symphony Orchestra yeah. as a soloist. And coming up trip to Japan in May. Okay. Yeah, that's those big gigs now uh, happen. Good that they're back again. <laughs> again. Back again, and I'm kind of happy. So, as far as my schedule now, it's getting so busy. Yeah. You know? I can't believe it, you know. And, and it uh, looks like COVID behind us. There's still some precautions, you know, but uh, it's kind of getting, getting to normal. Yeah. Hopefully, you, it'll stay like that, you know. Yes. 
Uh, do you return to Russia often to perform there at all? Yes, not often. Yeah. I've been there in 2008, then I was there in no, 2005 first time, second time, then 2008, but then I went back to 2019 before COVID. Okay. Yeah, and I went same trip to Ukraine. Okay. Then I went to Belarus, Belarus okay. Minsk, right before COVID. Wow. <laughs> I had lots of gigs, you know. Wow. Do you have family still over there? Uh, yeah, relatives. Yeah. Lots yeah. of relatives. In Moldova. Okay, right, right. Yeah. More in Moldova than Russia. Mol yeah, but many friends in Russia. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Is it, um, is it hard seeing what's happening over there right now with the war in Russia? Uh, that's in Ukraine. But, of course, yeah. it's painful. Yeah. It's just very painful for, for all. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, I wish it would end it at some point. And, yeah. But, yeah, what can you do? Yeah, yeah. Has that... Um, I know for some musicians, some of their repertoire selections have been affected by the war in Ukraine. Has that happened at all for you with anything? Not really. Yeah, no, no. yeah, that's good. It, there, there was some, uh, some of that going around, you mm -hmm. know. But when I went to Nuremberg, I just mentioned, uh, I was happy that Russian composers was on the program, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> which is not the case sometimes. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. No, it's silly, you know. I think, you know, when people start eliminate music from, you know, based on their beliefs, you know, yeah. regardless what's happening there, it just has nothing to do with that, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're musicians, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, no, we, no, it's well. I never had any cases like. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm. Um, well, it's as we're recording this. It's what two days after Christmas, and uh, we did not go without hearing Nutcracker music. So that's good, because um, that's <laughs> by a Russian composer, <laughs> Tchaikovsky. So that's good. Um, and I was going to ask you about uh, how you chose the accordion. How did you end up deciding, like, what made you decide to be a musician on accordion? I was five years old, mm -hmm. and my older brother, who is yeah. uh, four years older than I am, he played accordion. Uh -huh. He went to music school, and my father's best friend, one of the good buddies, they always uh -huh. get together for, you know, yeah. drinks and... <laughs> He was uh, in school, music school, accordion teacher. And this accordion sound in me since that age. Mm -hmm. Every time I hear my brother play, or my father played one tune, yeah. I just fell in love with this sound. Yeah. You know? And as a kid, you know, brother's not home, you put your hands <laughs> on accordion, and it's like a toy. Mm -hmm. I just loved that, that machine, you know. Mm -hmm. It was a little bigger than I am, you know. <laughs> but every time I, my brother not home, it's a great opportunity. I learn tunes what he, I hear he play. Yeah. I just figure it out sometimes, you know, where his notes. <laughs> one time he came home and I play one of his tunes and he looked at me and, what are you doing? Where did, how did you learn it? I said, well, I just learned And he couldn't believe me. Yeah. He taught, my father taught me, you know. That really? I, no, and the father came home and he said, did you teach him? No. So then they realized, you know, <laughs> this kid, you know, can do it. You have an And of course, my friend, my father's friend's teacher, and he said, you have to sign him for school. <laughs> and since then, yeah. I never give up on that, you know. It just was part of my body. Yeah. My father always was so proud of me. Every time I hated when friends come for parties, yeah. so he always made me play, even if it's not. <laughs> middle of the night he wakes me up play a chardash for us I, you know, I have to play because he said look at my son he was so proud you know? so as this it sounds itself it's a real instrument it's not only like I heard piano I heard mm -hmm. violin but something accordion grabbed me it's like voice inside you mm -hmm. know it's breathe Mm -hmm. You know, you, you just, it's just incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, of course, I grew up, like I mentioned before you asked, in country where education is taken so seriously yeah. and opportunities mm -hmm. free there. Mm -hmm. uh, my father signed me to school. It was seven rubles per year. It's like if you would pay now 20 bucks per year. Wow. <laughs> it, yeah. I, mean, I mean, maybe not that comparison, but it's... Nothing. No? Affordable, yes. Very, very affordable. <laughs> very, very affordable. <laughs> so, and 
so and I grew up in this environment when great teachers, all all teachers, there's mm-hmm. no fail. They're all mm-hmm. like qualified teachers, mm-hmm. and they had a system. They're all this material. They they know exactly how to mm-hmm. teach you. you know? mm-hmm. That's where and throughout my life, all this education, music school for five years, four years college and university, five years. Mm-hmm. It's like do the math, like what. Mm-hmm. 14 years, mm-hmm. uh, like, studying, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with the best. That's amazing. That's, that's what I appreciate Russia from my, yeah. all my heart, because there's, and so much uh, they put in kids, the yeah. you know, seeds, you know, then it's grow later. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, and I know that you, I mean, we both know Kostya Efimov, I mean, there's, are there other Russian... Musicians that you perform with around here in the area? With Kostya, Mas, Kostya amazing, you know. Also, what I like about Kostya, he plays, he writes his original mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. it's just incredible. Yeah, you're both very good with and, original and music. Kostya, yeah. uh, I, uh, he is from St. Petersburg, and mm-hmm. he got <laughs> education, mm-hmm. oh my God, and mm-hmm. he, he is incredible musician. So we just played with Carmen and Kostya. Oh, yeah. Uh, what is that? In Three Lakes. Okay. We had a Christmas show, and yeah. it was a blast to play with both of them. Yeah. You know? So, who else here in Russia? Misha Litvin, who plays Domri. There's a bunch of from Belarus here. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, I never play with Irina. Yeah. yeah. She usually plays there, right. but maybe Ukraine, someday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's from Ukraine. And who else? You probably know more than that. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's fun to see, and, and it's very fun. Interesting to me. Uh, I know Kostya does this. I know that you do as well. But uh, Christmas is not very much celebrated in Russia, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what Kostya actually. When we perform, right. we, we were telling people about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Have you, has that tradition grown on you being in the United States? At all? <laughs> no, I, no. It it was like, of course, Soviet Union was a very strict country with religious, yeah. you know. And yeah, my mom used to go to church, and it was like almost prohibited. You yeah. know, I mean. But now changes. Everything changes now, you know. Sure. Many people now more go to church. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 And do you? Uh, you said I remember you said your brother uh, lives in Wisconsin now. Yep. Here, not yeah. far from me. How? When did he move here? Oh, about I would say two thousand three, four. Okay. Uh, does he still play accordion? No. <laughs> He, after music school, but by the way, I one of the Christmas, I give him small accordion. Yeah? Yeah, and he said he touched it once. <laughs> <laughs> was no, he upset he, ever that you did better at accordion than him? No, no. no. Okay. My brother was careless. <laughs> okay. <No. laughs> oh. he, he, he was just a wonderful brother and we just... Yeah. Best friend. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm glad that he's... Uh, handed that over to you. <laughs> yeah, I took it from him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's nice that he's so close to you. So very good. Um, and then a couple other questions. Now I think um, getting past some of the personal background, um, what are some of the you know as this is a music business focused podcast, um, what are some of the bigger challenges that you faced being in the music industry? Uh, since you've been working in that industry, for... big challenges, yeah. yeah. Oh, big challenges. I don't know. Let me think. I guess to find yourself, mm-hmm. you know, as a musician, because when I arrived here, like I said, I've been trained. I knew a lot. Mm-hmm. But to find your own voice, mm-hmm. you know, because I know when we uh, studied, uh, you have always icon people who mm-hmm. you won't, won't become like, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I had my icons, but then t- over the years when I came here, I just w- want to, my voice speak, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what probably led me after a few years being here to start create my own compositions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just try to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Somebody actually told me, just be yourself. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that was a challenge because some people can't find. I think I know friends, musicians, they, they tried that, that, but they can find their own, you know, yeah, as a musician. 
you know, who you are. Yeah. Whatever you do, just be yourself. You know, that's what I think yeah. one of the lessons I, I was searching, searching. So I probably didn't find yet yeah. myself. <laughs> but, you know, but I, I'm proud of that. I have so many compositions I created yeah. over the years. Now I look back, you know, oh, kind of cool stuff, yeah. some of them, you know. Yeah. What would you consider this Das Wenglewski style? You know, one time I did play at Polish festival about 10 years ago. Yeah. And lots of my original music yeah. with little band I put together, and and somebody after came after them. We finished playing, and he asked the same question he asked. You know, yeah. what kind of genre or style? And you know what? I couldn't really tell him. Yeah. I told him it's original. It's some semi-jazz, you know, some semi-classical. So yeah. It's very hard it's to potpourri. Potpourri, <laughs> yeah. I mean. Uh, some of my compositions like in classical style, mm -hmm. some like semi-jazz, mm -hmm. some they are Latin, some like modern. Mm -hmm. And you never know, you know, when you write music, mm -hmm. you know. And I don't want to be like, uh, copy something. Yeah. And it's very hard to do, you know. That's this good. is another yeah. difficult thing to do, you know. Sometimes you start writing, oh my God, I heard this somewhere, you know. Yeah. Or, or it lists you three basic chords or something, yeah. one, four, five, or... So, and that's what's kind of good to be unique to be a musician, you know, you create kind of your path and try to go around that, you know, right. traditional, you know, what's uh, style, you know. Right, right. And some of them, I think, uh, pieces I was kind of, I, were good, you know. Yeah. I, I see as a, myself. I, I never would judge my pieces for myself will be <laughs> but, yeah but for some time you know you write a tune you say oh it's so good you go play and you don't get response from yeah, yeah. sometimes you don't like tune right. you try to say wow that is great tune it's mystery you know you never know what's behind what you write you know mm -hmm. and that's why i learned one lesson don't judge yourself you know just write and enjoy it you know that let people to you know yeah. audience to you know. yeah do people perform your music Sometimes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's great. That must be... A few simple tunes I wrote over the years, and people play all the time. I travel to these conventions, mm -hmm. accordion conventions, and people just start to like to play your yeah. pieces and hear, hear, and it's very rewarding. Oh, my you know, it's And I, of course, sometimes I ask to coach them, and I go over piece. Yeah? Yeah, and styles, different styles, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Do you ever hear people playing your composition and, and do something you're like, oh, I kind of like it better that way? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably more the opposite. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not about that. Yeah, yeah. It's about, uh, I, I heard some of people play with such a passion. Yeah. And yeah. I really like yeah, it, you know? That's good. That's yeah. great. What's an accordion convention like? It's, uh, I've been to many of those in the United <laughs> yeah. States. They had one in Las Vegas accordion conventions. Really? Up before the COVID, they discontinued. Yeah. Hopefully they'll come back. Yeah. Then I mentioned before Accordionists and Teachers Guild International. Are you ATE. like a celebrity when you walk into the accordion Well, convention? I'm, I'm, yes. <laughs> yeah, like Elvis Presley. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, this convention's like any other on any other field, you know. Yeah. They right. have a topics, they have workshops, mm -hmm. they have guest artists, mm -hmm. they have like wor uh, lots of workshops, and guest artists present some workshops. You get topics, and it's about mostly it's like three four days event. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in each night we have three or four artists perform entertainment. entertainment yeah. Yeah. yeah, and during the day lunch, dinner, and then workshops, and some kind of programs. We have, for ATG, we had, like, original uh, program yeah. what, during the day when people play just original music for accordion. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting. There's great interest in the United States. People do come to these conventions and explore yeah. if you want to learn more about accordion. It's entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so cool. Um, what is the biggest lesson along the way that you have learned just being a musician? Lesson? Well... Maybe not musically. Maybe more... I mean, we learn lessons all the time from our instructors and in music, but maybe life lesson or business lesson. Well, business lesson, I never learned that. 
uh, I don't know what I've learned. Biggest lesson. It's hard to tell you right right on the spot. You can think about it and we can come back. Yeah. yeah. Well, don't get overconfident, you know? Yeah, yeah. That happens sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. when you think you're fully prepared. Mm-hmm. You have to be always like... Have you always been so personable as you are right now? You're very... Um, as you can probably tell from listening, Stas is very funny, very... Um, I think that's one of your appeals, why people enjoy booking you for events. It's like, you're not just an amazing musician, you're also very... You engage with the audience, and uh, you're just a, a wonderful personality. So, has, have you always found that to be easy? Hmm. <laughs> be who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. Or did that, is that something that you had to learn? No? It just came naturally to you? Probably naturally. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're a schmoozer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, first when I started to perform here, I didn't have any language, I couldn't even oh, talk right, to our right. audience. Then I started talking, you know, then you realize you need to talk about your stuff, what you do, mm-hmm. and tell people, and it's... People are more interested to know what's behind, you know, when you play. So yeah. then I do start develop kind of yeah. these routines mm-hmm. when you perform. You know, talk to people. There's place when you cannot talk, but mm-hmm. but most of the time when you play, people appreciate when you speak. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I have my routines. I don't know. You probably know better when you see when I perform. You know what's going on there. You've always got <laughs> jokes too. Yeah. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, what advice would you give to musicians currently working in, uh, in full-time music or working to get there? Oh, well, uh, 100% dedication. Dedication, yeah. Dedication to what you do because uh, that is very important. You know, if you want to be on level, mm-hmm. you know, of your musicianship, mm-hmm. you never give up and always have to 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One, 99% failure. Mm-hmm. You know? That's what I would probably give advice, you know. Yeah. Constant yeah. work. Without work, you know, you mm-hmm. lose. Mm-hmm. How often, well, when you were, for instance, at the academy, how many hours a day were you practicing? About six. Six hours, yeah. Six. That's crazy. I would say five minimum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, must do because there's program so severe. You know? Yeah, and uh, even currently. Everything memorizing yeah. in yeah. no time, you know. You go to mm-hmm. study with professor, yeah. no music allowed. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They give you the cut and fuck in D minor, mm-hmm. no music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they'll give you minimum time yeah to to learn the Bechar, but right. very wow how much do you uh how mo- how long does it take you to practice how much how many hours a day do you practice right now about two two three uh yeah. minimum yeah i try yeah. That, so two to three probably yeah. yeah yeah so that's um yeah, you're still doing uh, a lot of dedication, yeah. Yeah, and learning a new repertoire constantly. Yeah, yeah. Coming up, performances, and it's many pieces to learn. Yeah. And like, I like doing it. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course you do. And we like that you like doing it. <laughs> Have you had any particular favorite or memorable gig along the way? There was few, yeah, many actually. Uh, I like all gigs what I had, like I mentioned, Ukraine, yeah. Russia, uh, Switzerland, and Belarus. Uh, and here I was also privileged to perform with Doug Severinsen, actually right. twice. Yes, but, yeah, but, you play often with the Milwaukee Symphony Orchestra. Yeah, but Doug Severinsen, when he was pop conductor here, yes. they invited me twice. And it was really, really memorable stuff to, because he was incredible legend, you know? Yeah. 
yeah. and while uh, you learn from that giant you say like you know when you deal with audience how he handles it's yeah. just incredible <laughs> he's yeah. like fish in the water you know on stage yeah so another one steve allen people here in the united states know him better than i do yeah he was like first who started this tonight show mm. okay. so and he, uh, I played on his show here when he came to do some shows, you know, I have even pictures with him. Mm -hmm. That was great, you know. Prairie Home Companion. Oh, that's right. How was that? Yeah, Prairie Home Companion, yeah, was good. <laughs> Very tense. Tense? <laughs> it like, like it's alive, life, and it's like, like several thousand people really plus we had in medicine like around you hundred people and you were like <laughs> in the little box <laughs> and you don't warm up and they just say just give you cue you play you know wow was that wow garrison killer and yeah. and he also asked me to play nutcracker speaking of nutcracker oh, you mentioned yeah. because i produced cd nutcracker and oh. he had the cd and he listened and he, he loved it because his granddaughter went to ballet and uh. he's, he was in love with Nutcracker, you know. Uh. <laughs> and he had me and so make sure he said, besides your original, I want you to play Nutcracker. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. And he was telling story between I played, you know, <clears throat> stories about Nutcracker or something. So that was also great gigs and memorable. Yeah. There's so many. Awesome. Sometimes yeah. small gigs somewhere, you know. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Those are some really fun ones, though. Uh, is there a particular venue that you've ever performed at that you really enjoyed being at? Oh, yeah. um, when you play with like symphony orchestra, those big, uh, big halls, yeah. that's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Anything in Europe or in Nuremberg? Yeah. I mentioned before again, and now again, so most incredible yeah. hall. Acoustic yeah. and wow, you know, yeah. you just walk in and <laughs> you don't want to leave there. Yeah. Go by. Huh. Um, and then I was going to ask you about, um, yes, about uh, some events that you have coming up here. Uh, you have mentioned that you have your own camp in Texas that yes. is January. So, as we're recording this, is this the end of December, and so you have one coming up, and uh, you have some special things that you want to talk about. Yes, this is <coughs> called Houston Accordion Orchestra Retreat. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be our fifth mm -hmm. uh, camp. Mm -hmm. So what it is, I'm a conductor, music mm -hmm. director, mm -hmm. so people from all over the country mm -hmm. come to this event for three, four days event. They sign in, We'll send music in advance. They mm -hmm. come, they learn before they come. We have two days rehearsals mm -hmm. and we have a big concert. We, this, uh, this year we have a theme. Every, every year we choose a theme. This year we have modern movie magic. It's going to be in Houston. So, and it will be live streamed. So lots of music people will hear yeah. from movies. Yeah. And, Incredible arrangements. Yeah, I hopefully in two days we'll big pro giant program. Yeah. Are you arranging some of the music? Most of them. Most of yeah, it. Okay, yeah, really. Yeah. Wow. And then it'll be live streamed. It will be live streamed and uh, from my <laughs> new YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. 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 We just set that up for um, for Stas uh, what a few weeks ago or something. Yes, yeah. you helped me. Thank yeah. you, Alison. <laughs> That, well, that's because you're a member musician with us, and I appreciate that. And so, yes, I'll help. I'll help folks with things. Information like that. about on this event is on my website. Yes, that I updated. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sas is good with some things like that. <laughs> yeah, means not really. <laughs> um, but yes, in your YouTube channel, your account is at Accordion with Stas Venglevsky. So. If people want to find that and follow you, they can find you there. And what is your website? www.stasv.com. Short and sweet. And that's you I know like that. these yeah. days you just type name and it's right there. Yeah, <laughs> on the internet. yeah, very easy to find. But no, this is a really cool looking event. Uh, your own event in Houston. Yeah, those uh, people who helped me there. 
in Houston. They're incredible. They make it happen more than I do. Yeah. Because they organize organization skills is incredible. Everything's so on a professional level. And we have young people come also. Like we have now, besides the orchestra, we have we have this year youth ensemble, yeah. which is 15 kids come, aged yeah. from like you know, 10 through 18, and they're gonna play uh, separately a few pieces yeah. original with you. So we'll have one girl play double bass, we have cello, we have violin, we have marimba. Yeah. So it's not only accordion, there's few other instruments oh yeah, that so collaborate cool. with the orchestra. Yeah. Accordion. That's amazing. Um, yeah, well, hope I hope people will tune in, and because these days, you know, it's it's cool. You know, if you cannot attend the event, many people last last year when we had it, people watched our concert all over the world. Yeah, from Japan, from Europe, you know. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, man, we're looking forward to it. So thank you for telling us about it. Um, is there anything else that we didn't cover um, that you'd like to? discuss or mention I don't know I mean I think everything <laughs> we've covered yeah. uh, and then you know I, I forgot to mention this to you but um, usually we like to attach uh, a piece of original music to the podcast is there a piece that you'd like to have um, you know attached and um... why don't you do that since you mentioned mm-hmm. Nutcracker yeah you're and uh, Nutcracker is was released in 1996 mm-hmm. and the little story behind that mm-hmm. album when I arrived here you see so everything's so connected I met Kostya oh yeah yeah our friend pianist yeah. and we become very good friends right away you know yeah. and uh, one story be- behind that uh, so one time I drove in a car with her. I told this story people all, to people all the time. In a car with friend, and I didn't speak English well, and, and I heard Nutcracker on radio. Uh-huh. And my reaction was, I was so happy. That I said, Nutcracker. And he said, oh boy, you learn American music so fast. <laughs> I said, what's going on? Then I talked to Kostya. Kostya explained me. You know, he said, in the United States, Nutcracker more popular than in Russia uh-huh, because uh-huh. it's every big city. You know, you go buy a ticket and you watch this ballet. Uh-huh. So, and he actually, it was his idea. He said, "Stas, why don't you record it on accordion? So uh-huh. I'll help you." And he was a producer of CD. Oh, really? We went, we went to DV production uh, studio and we recorded in 1996. Wow. And since you mentioned Nutcracker, so yeah. maybe it's still Christmas going on. Yeah, absolutely. You could, uh, we could put some pieces from there. Yeah, that's a great idea. I didn't know that he was also a part of that. So. Oh, yeah, Kostya. So you've known yeah. him a long time. He right? came a little bit few years before I did. Yeah. And he was working with Narada Yes. As, yeah. at that time. He did lots of rec- recording studio projects. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, he's got his music all over the place too. And he yeah. has incredible albums, Costa yeah. himself, and Christmas album. Yeah. He yeah. has. Uh, and I was trying to think about this. I think I've known you now, Stas, for about fifteen years because um, I met you when we. I know I was working at a music store locally, and you were teaching out of that store. And um, it was so much fun because I would sometimes play my French horn on breaks over there and then one day you said hey do you have a piano accompaniment for that and I was like yes but you don't play piano <laughs> he's like well I can play anything that a piano plays <laughs> and so I remember like I, I think um, yeah you just we just had fun one day and you just played along with what I was playing and how it, many years ago uh, I think at least 15 yeah and now we're almost ready to play show with you yeah yeah See? we we've played some music together more recently that's been fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even remember which music. I have it at, at home. But yes, we've, we found We had one rehearsal, two yeah. rehearsals. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. We had two rehearsals, yes. a few more, and we're ready to go. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll be glad to make a guest appearance. Yeah. French horn and accordion. Yeah, who would have thought? Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually sounded pretty good. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot of possibility there. So, um, but yes, thank you, Stas, for being awesome. On thank this you so much. Podcast. Yeah. I learned so much today. It's it's always so much fun talking with you. for listening to the Musician's Venture Podcast. Please leave ratings and reviews from wherever you're listening from. Check us out online at themusiciansventure.com for more information on what we have happening, to find past episodes, and ways to get in touch with us. Find us on social media at The Musician's Venture on Facebook and Instagram, and at Musician Venture on Twitter. Like and follow us on all those platforms, and hey, while you're there, engage with and share our content with your friends. The Musician's Venture Podcast is hosted by me, Nick O'Brien, with guest host appearances from Allison M. The podcast is produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music by Mike Neumeyer. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>